are listening to Focus on the Bible. I want to thank you today for listening to this broadcast of Focus on the Bible. It's such a pleasure to teach the truth of God's Word, and I want to ask you today, will you please pray for our ministries, not only for this broadcast, but for the preaching ministry that I have in churches, schools, colleges, prisons. We have the Grace Farm Youth Camps, and right now we've already begun our training institute for gap year students called Grace for Life, and those students are busy every day now learning principles from God's Word and also life skills that will prepare them to be units for God that have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and set free in this world to have an impact for God. Would you please pray for them? And I want to ask one more favor, if you may, would you please consider sharing this broadcast with other people? Right now, this is a great way to reach people with a 15-minute broadcast such as Focus on the Bible that really digs into the Word of God. Rather than giving man's opinion and a whole lot of other things that are not eternal, we believe so much in the gospel of God's amazing grace. If you could share this broadcast with your friends, we would really appreciate it here at Focus on the Bible. I've read recently about the number of robots that some companies are planning to purchase and they're going to replace human workers with these robots. That's going to be bad news for a lot of workers who are going to lose their jobs. This is not just blue-collar workers, the article says, but these robots are going to begin doing the work of white-collar people too, and there's going to be a change in the whole workforce, they say. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know one thing. There is a very powerful job that God has put in human hands, and it's not going to be done by a robot. Every person who is saved in the book of Acts in the Bible is saved because God uses human instrumentation to deliver the truth of the gospel. Let's talk about this as we focus on the Bible. In Acts chapter 11, here comes an example of how God chooses to use human beings to carry the gospel to, guess what, other human beings. God's plan is different than we might imagine, but God, who knows all things, has considered all these things and knows full well that the best way to reach a human being is with another human being. I want to look at this great story about God using the Apostle Peter to reach out to another man named Cornelius and how God is working on both ends of this with two different people to bring the joy of the gospel message together in that household of Cornelius. Let's pick it up in Acts chapter 11 and verse number 4. The Bible says, but Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order unto them, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. A certain vessel descended as it had been a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners, and it came even to me. And so Peter is rehearsing this matter because some people were upset with him 
because they've accused him now of going as a Jew into a Gentile household and they want to make Peter into a bad guy. So he tells them, what I have done is the work of God and this is the way the story happened. So he begins to tell them that he was in this place called Joppa and he saw a vision that clearly to him was from God, though it was very shocking when he saw it. Peter saw a sheet let down from heaven, a great sheet, and it was as though it, were, it was held by four corners, and in that sheet are all kinds of strange animals. Now, these are real animals, but the strange part is the fact that God is telling Peter to kill and eat these animals, but these animals are forbidden all Peter's life. He's, he hasn't been able to eat these animals. You, you couldn't eat pig as a Jew under the dietary laws of the Old Testament. And now God is telling him to eat these beasts that are on that sheet. And Peter doesn't know what to do. He's trying to figure this out. And God is telling him we're doing a new thing now. Now this story is not just about Peter having a ham sandwich. This is about God convincing Peter that now not only are dietary laws changing, but he's now going to send the gospel to Gentiles and not only Jews. Verse number six, he says, Upon the which, when I had fastened mine eyes, I considered and saw four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean hath at any time entered into my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. And so Peter asked the Lord, Lord, are you sure? What, what does this mean? I've never been able to eat this meat before. And God assures him that, Yes, I want you to slay and eat, and Peter... We are now doing something new, and you shouldn't call these things common anymore. Peter says in verse 10, this was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. And so Peter never got to eat those animals, did he? The Lord took them away, because the animals were not the point of the story. The point of the story is that God has a special job for Peter. He needs human instrumentation to pull off this job. Verse 11, And behold, immediately there were three men already come unto the house where I was, sent from Caesarea unto me. And the Spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. Now this man is Cornelius. He's a Gentile, not a Jew. But this man, Cornelius, is a man who fears God, and he's a man who prays to the Lord, but he's not a saved man. Ladies and gentlemen, do you understand that there are many people who do believe in God? They even pray to God, they think about God, and they're trying their best to behave in a way that they think God would approve, but they're just not saved. And that's the case of this man, Cornelius. He really wants to know the truth about God, but in all his religious experience, the truth of the gospel has never come to him. 
But God knows of his spiritual hunger, and God is at work in Peter, and God is at work to bring Cornelius and Peter together with the gospel. Verse 12, And the Spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. And so Peter tells these people who need to understand the correct story that that this man Cornelius was in his house, and in his house he saw an angel. But note this, the angel didn't tell Cornelius the gospel. Didn't the angel know the gospel? Well, he certainly knew the facts of the gospel. He certainly knew about Jesus dying on the cross to pay for sin. He certainly knew that Jesus had risen from the dead three days later. He would have known all the Old Testament promises that God was going to send a Messiah who would take away the sin of the world. The angel would have known all these things, but the angel is standing in the house of Cornelius and doesn't tell him the gospel. Rather, he tells Cornelius, Go get Peter. Get Peter. Get the man named Peter. Bring him here to your house and he will tell you words. And in the telling of the words, there is salvation for you and your house. Verse 15, and as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Then I remembered the word of the Lord. How that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. For as much then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? And so Peter finally understood. God is giving me a job. It's a different job. It's a new kind of job. I'm now to carry the gospel to the Gentile world. Thank God for that. Because there are a lot of Gentiles who need to be saved. But God is not planning to use angels to reach them. I don't think that robots are in the plan of God either. God uses human instrumentation to reach people with the gospel. Why do you think that might be true? Because never has an angel been saved by believing the gospel. Salvation has never, ever been offered to the fallen angels. God knows that human beings who have been saved by the touch of amazing grace are the very ones who will be the best ones to carry saving sound to those who need to hear it. Friend, today I have a question for you. Who needs you? Who needs you to be a human instrument that could be used in the hand of God to bring saving words to them in the story of the gospel? Do you know the surveys say that about 80% of people who claim to be saved also say that they're doing nothing to reach other people so they can be saved? 
Eight out of ten saved people are silent, though they have the truth of the gospel. That's terrible. That's awful. Why are all these people quiet when they hold the truth of eternal life in the words that they know, but they never speak them? Maybe these people are afraid. Maybe they feel they're not enough. Maybe they think it requires you to be Superman or Wonder Woman in order to carry the gospel to another person. But this is just not true. Friend, there's no such thing as Superman in the body of Christ. There are no Wonder Woman kinds of saints around. They're just plain, ordinary people like you and I are plain and ordinary but we have been given by God a very superordinary message. Paul the Apostle said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone which believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So God has put the power in the gospel message. Therefore, we don't have to be Superman kind of people to carry that message. It's not about us. It's not our intellect. It's not our strength. It's the power that God has placed in the gospel. So very ordinary people can carry that gospel just by speaking the truth of the Bible. Maybe another reason more people don't share the gospel is that they really think the gospel is such a complicated message. They don't know how to begin it or how to end it and are so afraid they might get tangled up in the middle. But friend, the gospel is not a complicated message, is it? The gospel is contained in the very words of John 3.16, such a simple and powerful verse that more people say, I understood how Jesus would save me if I believed in him than any other gospel conversation we know of. Could you carry John 3.16? To another person? Could you say the words of maybe Ephesians 2, 8, 9 to another person and call them to do a very simple thing? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who died on the cross to pay our sin, the one who rose from the dead to prove it was real. Will you believe in him? And friend, you will be used as a human instrument in the hand of God to accomplish eternal things. Thanks for joining us for Focus on the Bible. For questions or comments about this episode or another biblical topic, you can mail us at Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. For more information about our ministry, you can visit our website, www.freddycoyle.org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E.org. This is Focus on the Bible. Focus on the Bible.